Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset. I'm Bradley Monday. And I'm Jason Kemsley. And this is the second part of the three part. It might be the three parts that make us uh, on the top five of podcasts, maybe. Hopefully. Top, top five screeching, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Optimism. Um, we jumped into, obviously, in the first uh, episode of this three part, we spoke a lot about process. And it wasn't a, you know, it's not, not the most enjoyable topic. Um, and possibly none of these are, it's why people struggle with them, right? But sure. part two is all about delegation. And just want to start off by rounding this out with a bit of a definition of what delegation is. Delegation is a decision or an, a- an action that you can hand off to someone else. And specifically when we're talking about maximizing business value, right, which is the headline of this series, we're talking about getting rid of, removing yourself from the running of the business. Absolutely. Having no single part rely yep. on you. You are meant to be the, the, the vision, the creative, the ideas person but not be in the, in the day-to-day running of your business. Absolutely. So before we can delegate, you can't just go and delegate, right? You're, you're setting maybe some people up for, for failure or whatever. Well, what do we need to do before we so there's can a, delegate? There's a good reason that we've put these in the order that we've put them in. So um, if you didn't listen to part one, before we start delegating, first thing to do is go and listen to uh, part one of this series and look at processes. Until we have uh, an operational system in place that people can come in and pick up and that sort of stuff, uh, we can't begin to delegate. We need to get stuff out of our heads as entrepreneurs. The ways we want it done. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. um, I'm going to be careful with the ways we want it done. Is uh, definitely going to talk a little bit about in this episode about let's talk about the outcomes yes processes needs to drive us to make sure we get customer consistency but actually the how we do things largely to achieve an outcome we're going to understand that we're going to be employing different kinds of people throughout this process and we delve into it in a little bit but um we need to get out of their way the way they reach that destination is not so important it's the did you reach the destination uh, and achieve the same outcome along the way for sure and uh, definitely a part of that is to make sure that you've got your vision clarified let's talk about that roadmap Um, let's talk about actionables measurables um, and make sure that we've got the steps to success outlined right we're going to need those before we can start going right okay what people do i need and then what tasks do i need to delegate to to those individuals okay and obviously all of this is super key because when someone's coming, whether or not you're trying to exit or you're not trying to exit, if you're looking at business value in an exiting format, someone's going to come in and realize this business still depends on this person in some way, shape or form. And so there is a risk, there is a cost to us needing to fill that because they won't want to be around once they've sold it. If you're not exiting, what we're talking about is getting some life back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, be able to take that holiday and... and not be integral to the business is incredibly freeing absolutely so if we jump into i guess some reasons why people don't delegate because i think it's probably you know much like processes we mentioned lots of smbs don't use it but should we spoke about the importance of checklists and how the evidence is everywhere of how good they are they're just not used enough what Let's talk about some reasons why people don't delegate. I think number one reason for not delegating has to be that as an entrepreneur, there is often this view that you you know and execute best. Yep. 
Um, so possibly just a bit of ego that you need to get over is people are you know beginning to sound like a broken record already and we're like five minutes in but um people aren't going to execute things in exactly the same way that you would be and would do it's kind of the beauty of it though right yeah absolutely take a different perspective it doesn't mean that it's been done incorrectly just because it's been done differently yep to to your view so i think we need to almost um check the ego at the door um is probably number one Absolutely. And, and that is tough, right? Because you're, you're used to being the person that knows it all. You're used to knowing what happens in finance, operations, product, marketing, whatever. But that's just not sustainable. If you want to create something meaningful, something scalable, something that is around for the long term, it can't all be on you. No, and I also, in some way, can can relate to the idea of many businesses will start by... You know, employees number one, two, three aren't probably going to be at the top of their game. Most businesses don't have the finance sure. to allow for that. So you bring in junior people with a view to offloading your view. So there's there's definitely this inherent fear of what happens when they make a mistake, those yep. kind of things. So I think there is this fear of, hey, it's going to go wrong and my customers are going to suffer as well. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully we cover off some of the things to help mitigate some of those things but we'll get into that in a bit yeah yeah and one of the big reasons i see people not delegate is they just think it's going to take so much time we're going to become so inefficient we're not going to get the amount done we need to get done we're not going to get there so i'm just going to do this myself it's easier if i just do it myself (laughs) yep um which is just a bit it's a pastor yeah it's short-sighted um so we need to overcome that um and probably for more managerial people less less entrepreneur, but more uh, people in management positions within a business, there is a desire to do things because it makes you important. It definitely doesn't make you a great manager, but it it gives you this feeling that, hey, I'm integral to this business and therefore it creates job security and those kind of things is is one of the reasons that why perhaps management levels don't don't delegate. Absolutely. (laughs) Obviously... If you if you have in a, inexperienced people, maybe you've taken on some junior people, you might worry a bit about their skill set. And these are all things that, you know, they're kind of on you if you get the right people, etc. It goes back to that right people episode that we had um, yeah. a few ago. I was starting to see a, uh, a bit of a correlation in, in our episodes intertwining in some ways. And definitely if you have someone that you've seen them make a mistake once or twice, the fear is there that, if I pass this to you, you haven't got the skill set, we're going to upset the customer. It definitely brings us on to, I guess, knowing knowing your team, right? And making sure that we we also know their limitations as well as their strengths. Absolutely. Where yep. where are they in their in their growth period and that sort of stuff. So we've got to delegate delegate at the right time. Um so Part, you know, part of this is definitely about having the clarified vision and knowing what your measurables are and what your actionables are. You can yep. then go out. I think that comes before the employment piece. So if we're looking at delegation from a, hey, it's just me or it's me and a, me and a small team, we want to make sure that we're giving the right tasks to the right people. So once you've got that clarification, you can then go, right, okay, I need someone with, with this skill set. And then maybe you build out other skill sets around that. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, you might be someone watching resonates with a reason they haven't passed a task off or whatever, because I think they, as an entrepreneur, they're inherently similar amongst 
everyone. It's that I can do it better or it takes too long or it's one of those reasons. I guess when it comes to delegating, let's assume we can get over those hurdles of I don't want to delegate because of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. How can we maximize our chances of that delegation being successful? Or how can we maximize and make the most of it? Obviously, knowing your team is obviously sure. first. Knowing their skill sets, making sure you don't give finance a task that is completely unrelated to their skill set. That's obviously number one. Yeah, and so just for a second to sit in that, make sure we've got the right people and understanding the team. Uh, super key, and we mentioned this on a, on a on a previous episode as well. Don't just employ loads of versions of you. Yeah, we talked about this. In, this was right people actually. Um, we talked about ensuring that you're bringing lots of different views and lots of different uh, visions in into the business. So I think that's that's got to be number one. Is don't employ more versions of you, and then invest in these people. When we find out weaknesses, you mentioned sort of the failings. And, you know, they might have failed at a task multiple times. It's super important to let your people fail. Yep. It's the fastest way to learning. You might want to control that a little bit and make sure that we're failing at stuff that's maybe more internal or has less customer impact. Yep. We don't want to lose, you know, we don't want to lose our reputation within our marketplace during that period. Sure. But it's definitely important to let them fail. Absolutely. And I, I think as well as letting them fail, you've got to be investing in them. Mm-hmm. Invest, keeping their skill set going, keeping them their market knowledge up, keeping keeping them. Uh, there was a saying that I I heard the other day on actually another podcast, which was if you're not investing in your people, you're not gaining from your people. And it, it really resonated that if you're not putting anything into them, you're not getting your be- the best back, and vice versa. Yeah. So um, you definitely to get the most from delegation, you've got to keep that investment. You've got to keep that buying into your people up because you get you get you know that steady increase in output because everyone wants to be invested into right if i'm someone that is not invested into or not appreciated or and then you get the retention piece absolutely and then those skill sets grow develop as does your business and it really helps in in certainly the growth path i think is we in in our business have have retained many people along a a period of time because they've been able to grow into new exciting roles and continue their own personal sometimes completely other different departments yeah right? it's, it's uh, across the board just hey here's it. you've you know during one-to-ones and that sort of stuff is hey what drives you what excites you what's yep. what's next and then that can create the the move around the business absolutely and we should possibly do a whole episode just on retention because um, it is a huge topic in certainly our tech industry that we're in there is a huge drive on on retention and culture and stuff, so maybe it's worth a, a topic on its own. Um, the other to be successful in delegation, and we mentioned it earlier, but you have got to focus on the outcome. You've got to focus on the end result, and not point one, point three on the process or procedure yep. list or whatever. You've got to focus on did they get it done? <laughs> Was it in a reasonable time frame? Uh, not the same as you may do because we're not looking for the same as what you're going to do yes or no and it's really as simple as that there's no nitpicking right show me how you done it yeah we've already said it right different people are going to achieve things in different ways yep um it is also as part i think delegation is definitely a two-way it's a two-way street um in terms of okay you've carved out a task or set of tasks a job role and you've given it to this individual let's harness the fact that everyone has 
a different view on things, a different way of completing a task. Absolutely. Is when you've completed the out, when you've communicated your outcome really, really clearly, quite often you'll, you'll actually spark new and exciting ways of doing things in that individual is, hey, I can cut the time by, you know, by 50% here and, and, and drive that. But um, back to the sort of the two-way street thing is I think in growth of your business will drastically be impacted by whether you listen to those people that are involved in all these tasks that you've delegated. Don't always assume that your way is the is, right way. Is the best way. And the only way. Yeah, don't, don't discount other ideas coming up. Let's investigate them and, and help people ask the right questions, you know, probe, challenge, so that actually those ideas are uh, improved. And to loop that back into the title, right, maximizing value, that means things are improving when you're not there. That means things are ticking, the cogs are, are turning mm -hmm. while you're not there. So if you go take a holiday, the business isn't stationary during your holiday period. Hopefully things are, it might not be many things, depending on how mature you are, but things are still being fine-tuned and people can own that process or that that particular task from start to finish and you can have that margarita on the beach or whatever it is you so choose yep. to do without the fear because you've seen them demonstrate it and it is you know that two-way thing you mentioned is there any other way i guess to get them the most from delegation uh, so one of one of the things that I, I think it's key to uh certainly acknowledge and maybe discuss a little bit is the fact that we are seeing uh, more and more people or more and more encouragement, certainly in the modern workplace for entrepreneurs. Everyone should become an entrepreneur. You know, there's lots yeah. of encouragement around it. So, but successful entrepreneurs need people within their business, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, whether I believe that everyone should become an entrepreneur or not is... It, I believe everyone can different. want to be. I don't believe everyone inherently is. Certainly, and I I think it's also social media and and the modern world is encouraging. Hey, we can we can work less. Entrepreneurialism takes an enormous amount of time, effort, yep. um, and engagement. So there's there's definitely a, a disparity there, but um, possibly. On well, the disparity <laughs> is I think being an entrepreneur is not necessarily about a destination. Right, it's not about. I'm going to do that and I'm going to get to this. And then it's more as an entrepreneur that it's the journey you thrive on. You look back and yeah. go, Oh, that journey. If I could do that again, I'd do this different and this different. And there is a, there is a, a slight change in that modern work place of work less, be smarter and more. Absolutely. And that would suggest that no one necessarily, no, no one, you know, gets out of bed in the morning and jumping up and down going, yay, I'm going to work. Sure. But it should definitely be an enjoyable thing. Absolutely. Um, and so in terms of the delegation conversation that we're having, delegation in terms of setting an outcome and basically getting out of the way, be there to help overcome speed bumps and collaborate and contribute, but otherwise get out of the way, does allow people that are either budding entrepreneurs that may one day do their own thing or those that have identified hey, you know what, I'm not up for the financial risks and all the other yep. risk-related things that come on. But actually, you know what, I do want to own my own thing. And so you can allow within your business, you can have people come in with entrepreneurial mindset, which absolutely, why wouldn't you want that, right? And we, we all want a purpose, right? None of us want to be, um, you know, these these 
I guess robots that are doing things a certain way. We want, we all have a creative, creative element of our brain and we need to add some input. We need to improve something. We need to feel like we've taken ownership or purpose. Yeah. And, and that certainly does. If you have the ability to make your role, make your role, make of it what you, what you wish effectively, what you put in, you can get out, etc. You do end up going back to the retention point with better retention and better culture. You get to harness those talents and ultimately become a better business and, just to loop it back around to the value piece. So I think this, before we move on from this, I, I think this is, although everyone can get the logic behind it, is actually quite difficult to do. Delegation? Uh, not the delegation, the, the getting out, the going, hey, here is the desired outcome. Sometimes that outcome can be, you know, it's, it's not this afternoon, it's not next week. It can be, maybe you're working on a 90 day cadence. You know, we obviously use, rocks within our business we're making sure that uh, you know the rocks go in the jar first and then we reset them every 90 days that can be quite a long time to go hey especially if you've just gone right here's the job role i've carved it out bring someone in and then get out of their way for 90 days that's that's quite a long time absolutely um and i know personally seeing people do things in such wild when you bring us you bring in a skill set because maybe it's not where your focus is. You still, as an entrepreneur, you go, I've got a fair idea how we're going to achieve this task. When someone comes in and starts attacking it in a wildly different way to what you expected, yep. that can be a difficult thing to go. It's nerve-wracking. Um, and we've had, conver- we've had conversations um, about people that we've brought into the business going, you know, we're, we're wasting lots of time over here doing this thing. How is this, you know, how is this creating the results that we want? And it's like, you know, keep, yeah, keep just wait until the results. Other. Yeah, yeah. Just, just wait until the results. Wait until the results. So, I don't know whether you almost have to take a punt. You have to take a gamble at some point and go right for for four weeks. I'm going to keep my ego in check and I'm going to stand back. And uh, so I use and we were talking about right customers. My way of dealing with it is that competitive analysis type thing where I think, hey, I can't keep doing what I'm doing because I'm penalizing loved ones or friends or whatever. So I need to give this a go. And I, I have to give myself that if I don't do this, I'm not going to improve that. I have to weigh the two up to be able to give me the fuel to allow that ego to be in check and the outcomes to happen. And it goes back to the, if you're a business of a, you know, mature type of size as a leader, you're leading your managers should be managing. They should be managing the outcome and knowing, right, we're not going to hit the outcome or whatever. As a leader, you if you've got effective people, you shouldn't necessarily need to until it reaches the trains off the tracks or that's assuming you're mature, um, which obviously some people may um, not that are listening. And definitely uh, in terms of the train being off the tracks, maybe uh, a little bit before, we might want to check that analogy. <laughs> if we've crashed... It's, yeah it's, it's obviously wrong. too late but uh, so let's talk about so I, I use 90 days as being the example in in my experience that we were literally bringing new people in and going hey here's the outcome I, I, as an entrepreneur you're gonna everything's about risk how much risk are you willing to take if if the 90 day task is something big external that sort of stuff we should probably create some milestones some right? checkpoints yep. yeah yeah We've we got to check in, make sure it's going, because if it's going wildly, if we can predict... But they're not analytical check-ins, right? 
they're not where are you up to what are you doing they're not analytical check-ins that are no these are high level check-ins call them mini outcomes if you if you will is if the outcome is let's say it's a service level agreement how you know what percentage are we in line with a service level agreement if we're aiming for if your business has a, a real problem in that area your whatever that service level agreement might be creation of x amount of product or you know whatever we've got these percentages we need to hit within our businesses if you bought someone in to fix a problem and you know where you need to get to in the longer term well then let's look at you know make sure it's going in the upward direction right? absolutely we can check in just like if you bring finance you know whatever there's always a number that you can measure right there always is yeah um, and so I think that's the fix there is is create quite slightly smaller ones um, so that we can sit down and have a conversation with these people is, did you expect to be here? Oh, keep it open and honest. Absolutely. Okay, so we've we've done the, we've done reasons why people don't delegate. We've done how to get the most from delegation. Let's maybe, I say finish off, we've got a little bit left, but let's, let's finish off with the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. There is, there are some do's and don'ts if you're going to write anything down or take note of anything on, on this podcast, this might be the bit that you, you write it down for. It's probably touching upon what we just touched upon, but, but what can we not, what can we not do? Uh, it's the obvious one, right? It's, it's the micromanagement. It is the opposite of what we've, uh, what we've been discussing thus far is if, if you're in people's pockets saying, Hey, but this is, this is how we should be doing things. This is, uh, you, this is the step by step, and you're not doing the step by step. Absolutely. Um, how do you know? What are you doing right now? Why? Uh, why? Even down to well, why are you on your mobile phone? What's going? Yeah, what's going on? Like, yeah. let's just not manage these people. Is hey, uh, we've certainly got some people in our business that can achieve their goals, seemingly with <laughs> their mobile stuff <laughs> to their hand all day long, um, and so it's it's the purpose of these outcomes and the metrics that we're setting are allowing those people that you know, are just very efficient and are finding new ways to to have that freedom of all the modern things they're expecting in the workplace. And But you can also know that those ones that aren't doing any work Absolutely. Um, are, are managed. Absolutely. And I, I think the, the the second big thing for what not to do is take over. It's feel like you're losing control, feel like you're losing, I guess it's the ego coming up again, but if you feel like, oh, I wish I hadn't given it to them, you're micromanaging them maybe, or you're watching them but holding back the micromanagement, is if you if you don't let that take its desired path or outcome, and obviously you can have the checkpoints in with the high-level mm-hmm. touch points or whatever, but if you don't let it, let it take the desired outcome, you're never going to see what needs to be righted or perfected or whatever word you may want to use. So a lot of people probably have a tendency, and I've seen it once or twice, not very often, but they start off with a task with someone. They feel like they've lost their control. They can't bring it in line. They don't feel like they have the visibility or they don't know how to, I guess, get the sense of achievement that they're moving forward with it. And then they go, oh, okay, I'm just going to do it take it back that's more detrimental than ever even giving it to them so we've talked at at length um about bringing employees into a business during this it doesn't mean that you can't use outsourced 
Absolutely. options here, right? Um, which the reason I brought this up at this point is one, because actually outsourcing things that you're not good at is an awesome thing to do. But we've saw, we've absolutely seen in terms of the losing control thing in our space where where we work in the outsourcing space is actually a re- an outsourcing relationship can be going absolutely fine and, and delivering and meeting the goals. Absolutely. But because people feel like they've lost a little bit of control, it re- reverse it, go back to the And that's where you come back to the vision, right? We talked about vision being a prereq. In your vision is not, I want to feel like I'm in control of everything I do. And so if, if you're meeting the metrics, if you're delivering, but you feel like you've lost a bit of control, but you're meeting your vision, you've got to bring yourself in check a little bit there. <laughs> I, and I really feel like that's a super key point for those that are built this way and are inclined to want to keep control. It's the difference, and we do see this time and time again, between a thriving business that is going to grow beyond the limitations of of its founder of of the entrepreneur um is is to is to let go you you really really need to work if that is a trait that you relate to it i think it's the key focus well i guess the you know for anyone watching or listening go and find and go and try and find a successful entrepreneur that didn't let go yeah i don't think you'll be able to find one I, i don't think that exists they've all delegated in some way, shape, or form, they have processes. Might be they didn't write them, and they got someone else to write them, or they had the right person in to do it. But they definitely, they definitely went through this. But they definitely had the internal willpower to see the end goal, and that meant more than day to day, for sure. Unless success for you looks like being super busy and being in control of everything. In which in case, which case, <laughs> you've met them. Yeah, um, and you do. You find people that are equally happy doing that so i I guess as as part of clarifying your vision it is what does success look like to you not everyone wants to uh, grow and build an expanding business that goes beyond them absolutely control for some people can feel comforting okay so we've done what not to do let's end on what to do if you are listening to this and you take any part of this podcast away these these are some things that you should do or probably need to start doing um if you want to delegate successfully and i'm big on this one i'm gonna let you start is that all right i'm I'm super passionate about this one that is give others credit give the other people credit i can't remember the scenario there's a scenario in my brain i I thought it was vivid it's clearly not where i think i've done something pretty cool or awesome and um i let the line manager, I said, you take credit for this. You say it was your idea and do it. And it's, you know, I'd done the task, so I didn't delegate the task. It was something possibly someone else could have done at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't delegate the task, but w- if you delegate a task to someone, they reach the outcome, they should get all the praise for it. Even if you threw an idea in there or whatever, it's all on them. It's their success because their success is your success. Your success is not their success. And that's confusing. But as a leader, if you succeed, then doesn't necessarily mean yeah. your team have su- succeeded. If your team succeed, <laughs> as long as you've got a, a good um, direction in the ship or on the in the company, you've you've almost likely one hundred percent of the time su- succeeded as well. No, ab- absolutely. Um, given it, in many businesses, it's really difficult to focus in on the negatives. 
So I completely, absolutely completely agree. Is um, positive. Shout about the positives in, in any way, shape or form you can. What else should um, we do? Um, in order to work out what to delegate, now we covered this, um, uh, again, we covered this previously. What Work out what saps your creative energy and get rid of that. Right, as we've already covered, you need to be the creative, you the ideas person. So go and find out what's what's sapping my energy, and get rid of those things first. The bits that you don't enjoy doing, um, or that you're not very good at, they need to go first. They're the best sources. Yep. Something else that we're seeing an awful lot of is businesses that, at quite an early stage, when there is an idea that people feel like they can invest in, they get thrown money at. Yeah. It is very, very easy to get the best people in to solve those problems when you've got lots of money behind you. Yeah. We we obviously sit more in that traditional uh, space where yep. we've been self-funded and created a business that is profitable from, from early on to be able to sustain itself. So this point is for for those people, the people that are, are not reliant on people pumping in cash. Um, it's about knowing which one you fit in though, right? It's, you, there are some businesses that are very well... They're very well positioned for funding straight yep. out the gate, 300% growth year on year, and you have 30% of this this monster. Yeah, and definitely not knocking that as a not knocking it as a model. It's just this point in particular is something that I resonate with sure. particularly. Is it's about understanding when the time is right for delegation, and I'm talking about bringing people in to delegate to. Um, Again, I've, I've done some reading. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Profit First book, and I, will, I won't mention the author. We'll stick it in the show notes because I'll butcher his surname. Okay. Um, but Profit First talks about ensuring that we're carving out what we want to make out of our business first and, and almost protecting that rather than going in and overspending, which is super, super easy to do. So it's about walking that tightrope of when is right to bring, bring people in your business. So make, making sure that you've you've understood that is is key, and that probably brings us to the last and final note on that point of these are tips again for whether or not you're selling or not. These are Absolutely. these are not exclusive to I'm trying to get the most money, the biggest EBITDA multiplier, the biggest revenue, whatever it is, um, whatever method. It's not about that. It's about creating a sustainable, scalable business with good people that everyone enjoys being a part of and they do exist and they can exist. Yeah. And it's just about how you interpret some of, you know, this podcast, any other podcasts or books you listen to, to make the most of it. So the next episode we're on to automation. We are. Um, and we're, we're from the tech space. So we're going to try and keep this as, as dialed down non-technical as, as, as possible. Um, and that isn't just, tech automation right there is you can it's, automate things that aren't necessarily completely tech driven in some way shape or form but it's about us increasing that bottom line as much as we can absolutely so join us for uh, join us for part three of the series and we'll see you on the next one